Hello, Rasa. How are you doing? I am very well. How are you? I am doing great. Are you ready to know everything? Yes. Okay, let's do it. To talk to you about color. Color, red, blue, green. Hmm, and yellow. Hmm. My theory is that color can control your emotions. Ooh. Color can make you happy. It can make you sad. It can make you angry. Or it can calm you. It can do so many things. Wow. So how do I have it control me for good and not for bad? Well, I think most color in general makes you happy. Take my room. I like being in my room because it's so colorful. What are the colors in your room? There's a lot of colors in my room. There's reds. There's oranges. There's yellows. There's pink. I like bright colors. The brighter they are, the more happy they make me. And there's certain colors that commonly make people feel certain emotions. Can you explain? Yeah. For example, take yellow. I've read many articles about this, and I've just noticed it myself. Yellow is a happy color. So take a kitchen that's dark gray. You might not feel too happy in it. You might be like, I guess this is a place to make burnt toast or something. But then in a kitchen that's bright yellow, you're like, wow, I love it. Okay, I put the eggs and the flour, and I stir it all together. Yeah. All right. I'm starting to get hungry thinking about that kitchen. Ah, and then color can be calming, too. Like, often people find shades of blue and green calming. When they're mixed together, it feels like the ocean. It just feels nice. The ocean, the sky, grass, forest. I'm starting to relax just thinking about this. Yeah. So if you were to, say, paint library... The ceiling could be dark blue, and then there could be, like, lush green walls. And it would just feel so cool and calming. Now, there's a color you haven't mentioned that is surrounding us. We are in my office where we record, and it was painted a very distinctive color before I moved in, and I've kept it that way. But I have actually wondered, is this influencing my mood? It is painted what color? Dark red. It is red. All the way across, all the walls, even the doors are red. So what is the mood you think that creates for me? Well, I feel like it depends on the shade. Bright reds are kind of fun. I like them. Like farmhouse-y. But in this case, the dark, grungy red, which isn't really my favorite color. It just makes it seem older and smaller to me. And doesn't do this too much because I'm enjoying doing my podcast with you up here, which makes me happy. But the walls do seem kind of angrier. Mm. So you think I should make it over? Yeah, it'd be fun. You can do so many things. You can cover it with stickers, glitter, pictures, or you can paint it a new color, whatever you want. Do you have a favorite color, either in general or for room decorating? Yes, I love turquoise teal and turquoise i just love those colors i just find them really pretty one's calming teal's kind of bright and energetic so turquoise and teal is the personality color for you what is the personality color for me i think you're a yellow you make me happy Aww. 
ready for today's poem? Yes. What is it? It's called A Jellyfish by Marianne Moore. Visible, invisible, a fluctuating charm, an amber-colored amethyst inhabits it your arm, approaches and it opens and it closes you have meant to catch it and it shrivels. You abandon your intent. It opens and it closes. And you reach for it. The blue. Surrounding it grows cloudy. And it floats away from you. Wow. I know why you picked this. This is a pure color poem. Oh, yeah. You want to read it? Love to. A Jellyfish by Marianne Moore. Visible, invisible, a fluctuating charm. An amber-colored amethyst inhabits it. Your arm approaches, and it opens, and it closes. You have meant to catch it, and it shrivels. You abandon your intent. It opens, and it closes, and you reach for it. The blues surrounding it grows cloudy, and it floats away from you. Wow. What do you think that poem means? Well, I guess it's about trying to catch a jellyfish and how tempting that is, but how terrible an idea that is. You're both going to yeah. fail and no one's going to be happy even if you succeeded. Yeah. But I love the motion and the color. What are all the colors in here? Well, there's Amber, there's amethyst, it's blue, and it's cloudy. So the amber and the amethyst are the treasure, the jellyfish itself. And the blue and the cloud are what? The blue and the cloud are the things surrounding it. Yeah, the water and then the air as it shoots away. Yeah. What do you think the first two words mean? Visible, invisible. Have you ever seen a jellyfish? Yeah. They kind of float in and out of sight. Sometimes they're clear. Sometimes they're amber. You can maybe see through them. And they have the way of moving with the water, becoming part of it. Where, though they are visible, sometimes you might find that they're invisible as well. And I feel like this poem captured it perfectly. The jellyfish would be proud. segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me? I do. I was thinking about dressing up. And when a guy and an adult dresses up, not only guys and not only adults, but especially us, we wear a tie to show that we are fancy or serious. And I guess it's just weird kind of like a belt that's not keeping our pants up. It's this extra thing in a particular shape. And I wanted to know how long has that been happening? What is the history of the necktie? Was it invented recently or is it ancient? What's the story with ties? Wow, that's a great question. I'll look it up and get back to you. 
Well, I'm really glad you asked because it turns out that the origin of the tie is super interesting. While the tie that's similar to the one we have today came in fashion in the 1920s, it all started in the 17th century in France. Ooh la la! King Louis got the idea of neckties from Croton's soldiers. Who had a piece of cloth around their neck as part of their uniform? He and his son loved them and wore them all the time. And gradually, they made a version that was a bit looser and wider, called ties, until they evolved into what's a modern necktie in the 1920s. So, a hundred years ago, ties would look like they did today, but a thousand years ago, they didn't exist, and 400 years ago, they were more for soldiers. Than for fancy people, yeah, very interesting. I've got a whole history to think of next time I go to a fancy occasion. Yes, next time I look at you and see you wearing a tie, I'll think of King Louis and the soldiers. You must know everything. Was produced by me, Rossa Smith, and him, Jeremy Smith, and the amazing music was by Furniture. Learn more and submit your own vexing questions at our website, youmustknoweverything.com. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or however you like to listen. Please rate, review, and share the show. And please tune in next time for everything you need to know.